I want to coach one way. And that way is my way or the highway. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 144. Not sure if there's going to be a 145, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, a coach is facing a dilemma in their cheer program. Conflicting coaching styles causing tension. We explore this common occurrence of conflicts due to varied coaching philosophies and the underlying necessity for understanding and respecting diverse viewpoints. We also had a follow-up question about the differences between the USASF score sheet and the United score sheet. And yes, although we at American Cheer have chosen to exclusively compete on the United score sheet this year, I'll let you know why I feel the USASF score sheet is actually the better system. But we start off the show with a new segment, Wisdom Walk Advice for Coaches and Parents Who Have Been There and Done That. So whether you are a coach or a parent, we've got great advice to pass on to you no matter where you are in your cheerleading journey. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother. Love you, mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pop. Representing for all the cheer dads out there, our mate Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so, but if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes and working with the parents and on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and that's the questions that you guys have at home don't be less when you can be more be more happy new year what's good happy 2024 let's go you know we were texting yesterday and i'm like let's make 2024 our year so here I am manifesting it to all of our listeners. 2024 is going to be our year. So I'm excited. How was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? It was great. It was good. Well, as you guys know, last episode, if you listened to last episode, I was dying. So mm-hmm. I was on my deathbed. I feel a lot better now. I'm just like a little stuffy. I don't want to call you even stuffy. I just got like, there's just a little congestion in there. But I am I feel perfectly fine. I'm just like, man, I wish I could breathe a little bit smoother. But other than that, it was all good. Went down to my parents' house and, you know, got to see the crew. You know, that's always, always good. The cousins got to see each other who are two peas in a pod. It was great. And then, you know, and then spent the time here with the in-laws and, you know, did the whole Christmas thing here. And and yeah, here we go. Safe New Year 2024. Here for more. Ooh, I just made that up. <laughs> the people need to know. How is Kinsley doing? Live updates? Kinsley is good, ready to rock and roll. Today, we record a little bit early, but today is the second and she is officially back to practice. I am curious to see how she does just because she's been like jumping around on the trampoline and, you know, doing back handsprings and things like that on the trampoline. But as we know, a trampoline is totally different than a spring floor. So I'm curious to see how it goes for her today. Yeah, but she 
she's good. She's feeling good. She's ready to rock and roll. She's been asking for like four days ever since the day after Christmas. When do we go back to cheer? When do we go back to cheer? So there you go. Glad to have her back. Glad to have her back. Team's going to be at full strength. We're going to be ready to go. Well, who knows? Who knows? What's, who knows if the team's at full strength? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked my email this morning. So <laughs> no, I definitely checked my email, but I have any, I have anything crazy. You know, what's crazy. I'm not sure if it was last year when the whole world got COVID again. I mean, I know 2020, everyone had COVID. So that was at the 2021, but 2022, when did everyone, when did your girls get COVID again? My girls actually only had COVID once and mm-hmm. it was 2020 to 2021. So they got it during the like actual COVID COVID. No, they had had, had the year after because the year. Oh, yeah. They got it 2022 uh-uh. then, right? 20... 2020 to well, they didn't get it 2020 2020. Yes. 2021. Okay. Yeah. There we go. 2021. That's when the whole world had mm-hmm. it like again. Like everyone got it and we quarantined. And then in January that year, because you were the first parent to email me. You're like, hey, the girl. <laughs> have COVID. They're not going to be at practice. And I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. And then an avalanche of emails came in of like every kid in the world with COVID. And I'm like, we compete like right now. And our whole entire gym has COVID. Like it was crazy. And all the gyms were dropping out of GSSA. It went from like 25 like world's teams down to like nine world's teams. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world had COVID. So that was a crazy year. And so I don't have any emails of anyone being out right now. But who know? you know, who knows what's going to happen, you know, an yeah. hour from now. Yeah. So I let's hope and pray that every Everybody's good because I mean, mom brain right here. I was off all last week. So Christmas week. And, you know, I did a bunch of things around the house, took down Christmas, you know, washed the girls' uniform, scrubbed it really good. It's hanging up. We needed new winter jackets. So we went and did that during break and everything. So my kids have stayed home during break. They went one time to the movies. So I did get a little bit sick Christmas Eve night and to Christmas day. So I wasn't as bad as you were. So I had like a three three-day sickness. I do have a really good remedy that helped me recover really quickly. So my kids have been home and they have not got the sickness. But I know like the week before, two weeks before when we were in Vegas, after Vegas, everybody started getting sick right before Christmas, all those things. So hopefully everybody is good to go. I guess we'll see when they're around everybody. Like, (laughs) are people going to start dropping like flies these next couple of days because all the kids are back together? So we'll find out. I am genuinely interested before we get started, started. What movie did you guys see? I actually didn't see a movie. They saw Willy Wonka. I want to see that. So we'll see. Is it new or what? Yeah, there's, there's a new one out. Mm, shows how much I keep up yeah. with the times. <laughs> there's a brand new one now, girl. All right, here we go. New segment introduced last episode. Wisdom Walk. Advice from coaches and parents who have been there, done that. So I went on a couple coaches pages, parent pages, said, hey, coaches, parents, what advice? do you have for a new generation of coaches and parents, right? And a bunch of really good things. And so we're going to start off the show with some wisdom from from parents, like what is, uh, and some coaches. We're going to go ahead. There's our first one that we did from a parent. We did a coach last week. So we're going to start off with a parent. And this one is from Mary. So B, what did Mary have to say? What advice did Mary give us? Mary told us that every position is important. Being a flyer is not the end all of cheer. Every position is necessary and should be celebrated. The level isn't as important as your athlete being on a team they can be fully utilized for. Stop obsessing over the placement and be excited for everything they get to do on the correct level they are placed on. There we go. Good stuff. Who, who should go first? Me? You? Flip a coin? <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. Thanks. All right. Good. I guess you could never... What's the saying? Like, feel like I'm beating a dead horse or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we're getting new, new listeners all the time that have not heard previous episodes episodes, but I feel like we have said this or I have said this quite a bit. Being a flyer isn't like, it's not the end all if you're not a flyer. And I have personal experience from that, from my girls going from being flyers to being bases, to being back spots, to being a flyer. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It just makes them more valuable. That's how I personally feel as a parent. Don't get me wrong. Would I love to see my kids in the air? Yes, I would. But it's not the end all if they're not a flyer. And I, you know, since Kinsley's, you know, surgery, she is a main base on her team. And the amount of love that I've gotten from her flyers parents on how much their child misses my daughter being her main base is overwhelming. And it just kind of, to me, puts it into perspective that you can be great at something besides a flyer. 
So Mm -hmm. there we go. And, you know, with this particular piece of advice, you know, she did, you know, she gave the two pieces, talked about, you know, every position needs to be celebrated, not just a flyer. So I'll talk on that, but I want to talk more on the other part more is every position is important. Not every, uh, being a flyer is not the end all for two. So every, every position is important, not the end all be all for everyone is being a flyer. And so when I, I hear that and I know when parents like first get into cheer and this is directed towards right new parents, right? When you get in, it seems like, you know, when families first get into cheer, everyone's like really interested in flying positions. Like is, are there any flying positions open? Um, I coached this one kid who I coached her on our senior three years ago at PCM. And I told the story not too long ago. Your daughter won't fly forever. It's in that blog. And I read that blog out loud for the podcast episodes. Anyway, I talked about how every kid on the team stepped forward as a flyer. They're all like, who's been a flyer or who's a flyer? All the half the team steps forward and says, I'm a flyer, right? Ashley and I don't know a kid on this team. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess we got to start eliminating kids from being flyers, right? So this is one of the kids who stepped up as being a flyer. And in that blog, I go on to say that we had a parent meeting with every single, literally, not on our our own, like, hey, we want to have a parent meeting with you to talk about your kid not being a flyer. It was, hey, Susie, you're not going to be a flyer. And then I get home, I had an email that said, we need to have a meeting, right? Every single kid, this is not an exaggeration. So this is one of the kids who we told was not going to fly. And then we get, you would, would sit down, have a meeting. And the mom's like, she has scoliosis. Attention, cheer parents. I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At Tumble Track, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at TumbleTrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. And, you know, parents will say anything to get their kid to fly. (laughs) She has scoliosis. She can't be a base. I'm like, well, she's going to be a base. So, you know, I'm not sure what to tell you, lady. So, but this kid, her scoliosis clears up, apparently. And she she's a base for the rest of her time in all-star cheerleading. The rest of her time in all-star cheerleading. She was making a world's team, right? She's a base. At that same time, I was coaching a college team. And I remember she came up to our college recruit clinic, right? We used to have these clinics. Hey, come if you want to come check out CBU, practice with the team, come do this whole thing. So she came up, practice with the team. And I remember, now we have this conversation with this girl's like in the eighth grade, right? You're not going to be a flyer. Again, the rest of her career as an all-star cheerleader, she's a base. And she's a good base, right? She ended up making it to a world team. She comes up to CBU. We're like, all right, all the flyers go over there. And she had the audacity <laughs> to walk over to the flyers. I'm like, girl, you and I both know you are not a flyer. And I know you you know that I know that you know that you're not a flyer. So she walked over there. I let her have her fun that day. I'm like, you know, she paid she paid her $35 to be a part of this clinic. She could go over there and be a flyer today. It just seems like, you know, parents or families come in. I don't want to just say the, the, the parents, but everyone comes in. They're just like, I want to be a flyer. And any opportunity they get to try to fly, they're like, hey, I'm going to fly. Like, hey, yeah, I'm a flyer, right? Anyway, the point is, and I feel the same way, and it's not just flyers. It is, I'm just not in any of these other sports, but I feel like it's probably the same in softball or baseball that kids want to be the pitcher or football and the all the kids want their kid to be a quarterback or whatever the case may be. Like there's these these spots on teams that just get more um, notoriety or celebrity or whatever word you want to use there that people just like, oh, that's what I want to be. But the reality is all of these are team sports and you truly do need everyone, regardless of the position, to excel at their their job if the team is going to be successful, right? Now, the next part is 
part I really want to talk about. The level isn't as important as your athlete being on a team that they can be fully utilized for. Stop obsessing over the placement and be excited for everything that they get to do on the correct level that they are placed on. Yeah, that's really the piece of advice that I want to pass on to new families and old families is that the level isn't as important as the athlete being able to be fully utilized on the team that they are on. No kid wants to be a backpack, right? And I heard Michael May say that. He he said, and by I mean by back and what he went meant by backpack was, you know, everyone wants to contribute to the success, right? And if you are doing a mile jog, two mile jog, whatever, marathon, whatever the case may be, you don't want to have bricks in your backpack that are holding you down that contribute nothing to the success of the race, right? Bricks in your backpack would only hold you back and make you frustrated and tire you out and, right, all these negative things. There's no positive association with those things, right? And so no kid wants to be on a team where they feel like they are holding the team back. And I get that athletes might desire to be on said team. But once they are on that team, if they are not a contributing member of that team and they don't feel significant or feel like they're a vital part of the team, then they're not going to have fun. They might have excitement when they see their name on the list. Oh man, I made this team. I made this level. But once you get into season and coach goes, all right, guys, let's see your standing back handsprings and you're not throwing a standing back handspring and then they put together the standing tumbling formation and you're not in standing tumbling and then they put together the running tumbling formation and you're not in running tumbling and then they put together the stunts and you're not in stunts and they put together the dance and your BLC in the dance and you're just like, dude, I'm not in anything, right? Like, And I get that some kids will only stun, some kids will only tumble, but if you don't feel like you are a contributing member of the team where you at least get to do your part of the team, then it's really not that fun for the kid, no matter how excited they are at the beginning of the season when they initially make that team. And so I think that's one thing I would want to pass on to parents is the season is a lot longer than the first two weeks of practice. So there you go. A little advice from me to all your parents. Actually, the advice was from Mary. I just expanded upon it, as did UB. Uh, Anything else you want to add to that? I think you hit it spot on. There we go. Yeah. Speaking of advice, B, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I honestly try not to really do New Year's resolutions just because I never succeeded in them. (laughs) So I just kind of try to like, I have ideas of things that I want to do better at or something. And I try to keep them realistic. Like I was not in the gym on January 1st (laughs) at all. And you know what the sad part is, is we have a gym in our third car garage and I don't even use that. (laughs) We got a gym right there. (laughs) We do. It is so sad. Like I should rent it out or something. Who wants to come use our garage gym? But it's like a full on like has everything a gym does. I honestly I don't. Me personally, I want to be a better mom. I get frustrated at them sometimes and I want to try to not get as frustrated. I want to clean my house more. I, I don't know. Like there's just things that I want to do and that I'm like, okay, hopefully I can do that, you know, but nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, I kind of have a double chin nowadays, so (laughs) I would like to, you know, get one of those like straps to work on that, you know, no reason to use the gym. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) So I'm just going to get a strap for it. I'm like, you got a gym, girl. I'm just going to get a strap for it. We'll get the, we'll we'll take care of that way. You're funny. Um, Oh, gosh. Oh, no me. New Year's resolutions. Nothing. Go. I mean, if I could, you know, maybe save some money. I I have no idea, Jason. No, no I don't. I feel. Do like, you have any? Yeah, 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 kind of. But I feel like New Year's resolutions. They used to be really big. Like I feel like growing mm-hmm. up, every year I was hearing everyone's New Year's resolution. Like everyone was like, "Dude, we're gonna do it." And like in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, it kind of seems like it's like played out to even like make one to like even decide that you're gonna better yourself in any way. People are like. Yeah. Or at least not around New Year's. Like people still want to better themselves, but it seems like around New Year's, I don't hear anyone like actually say, I have a New Year's resolution and here's what I'm going to 
going to do. But no, New Year's always a good time just to reset. You know, you get those those couple of weeks off, you get to reflect on, okay, how do I want to be just a better version of myself? Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling this to you, it's not really a New Year's resolution, but it is a goal of mine this year is, and I'm telling you because I feel like the more people I tell, and now I'm telling our millions and millions of fans out there. <laughs> That was a WWE reference for those of you who got it. I got it. Oh, there you go. Shout out to B. <laughs> but I feel like the more people I tell, the more likely I am to follow up on it. And so I've decided I'm going to write a book. So it is okay. going to be, I'm not sure what the name of it's going to be, but it's going to be like a book for all-star cheer parents and kind of like a guide, like a do's and don'ts inside look at all-star cheerleading, like from a coach to a parent or from, from a coach to parents on like what to do, what not to do, kind of lay a foundation for you as you, for all-star cheerleading. That's it. And every so often be, not like every week, but you know, like once a month, every few episodes, be like, hey, Jay, how's that book going? Hold me accountable and we'll see if I can okay. write a book by the end of the season. Yeah, I brought that up because uh, we just got done with those, the wisdom, you know, the wisdom mm-hmm. walking. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to give wisdom to parents. So uh, we'll see okay. after I do the, the, the parent book, I might do a coach's book. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> Let's uh, go on to our next piece of wisdom. And this wisdom comes from Tristan. So what uh, what Tristan Allen's, and shout out to Tristan Allen. What did he say? He said, don't coach your athletes the same way you were coached. Doesn't translate from one generation to the next. Here we go. Real quick, shout out to Tristan. So this podcast, the Let's Talk to Your podcast, almost never happened. This true story, people. Tristan and I are the same age. We graduated high school the same year. We knew each other our senior years in high school when I was at California All-Star and he was at Texas Lone Star. We are both on large co-ed teams. Our teams didn't compete against each other that year. We went to NCA that year and they went to UCA. But my sister and I cheered at two different programs. And so I went to UCA All-Star Nationals with my sister you know, to watch her, but I didn't actually compete that year. Anyway, Texas Lone Star was there. He was competing in the partner stunt uh, division. They were the other large co-ed team. He was really, he was really good. Like he was stupid good. Anyway, met him at UCA that year and we've been down ever since. He stayed, you know, he cheered in college, you know, same time I was cheering at college. He's coaching, you know, now he's just doing choreography everywhere. The voice of cheer, right? But he, I had the idea that I wanted to start a podcast. I'm like, dude, I want to start a podcast. That'd be really, you know, I should start a podcast. Right, a bunch of people are telling me I should start a podcast, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And then, um, but I never actually pulled the trigger. Never decided to pull the trigger. Just never did it or whatever. And then Tristan Allen started a podcast. Uh, I think he called it the Voice of Cheer, and he started it, and that like shot me. I was like, I can't do it now. Tristan started a podcast. I can't do it. So I wasn't gonna do one. And then the pandemic came, and I was just not doing anything. And I was just like, well, I guess, I guess there could be two cheer podcasts out there. So I called Tristan. He gave me some advice on on the pod or whatever. And yeah, we both had a, a pod going for a while. He stopped doing it. So who knows? Maybe season, I think he's done two complete seasons. Maybe season three, he'll, uh, maybe he'll make a resurgence. But um, yeah, so shout out to Tristan. But anyway, Tristan said, coaches, don't coach the athletes the same way you were coached. Bars. Man, that struck me. That hit me in the heart right there. Guys, comp season is here and champions are being crowned every weekend. Commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by Santuan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a championship ring design, champions don't settle. Champions evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit EvolveScholastics.com or follow them on Instagram at Evolve Champ Rings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. Because that is so true. As coaches, you know, you grow up, you have all these coaches and you really are an amalgamation of all the coaches you had prior to you becoming a coach. Like that's the only way you know how to run a practice, how to coach athletes, how to do whatever. And there were parts about 
you know, some coaches I had that I didn't really particularly care for. But regardless of those parts I didn't care for, when I would say to myself, ain't no way I would ever do something like that if I were a coach. Regardless of how I felt about those things, when I first started coaching, because it's all I knew, it was it was in me. And those things, you know, I projected on to the athletes. And I remember just sitting back and being like, man, I don't want to be that coach. Like my coach is that coach. And I didn't want to be that person. And yet here we are. And so it took a minute for me to like kind of break off from the sins of my fathers and then become my own coach, right? And become like really the coach I wanted to be. There was, I said this, one of the questions of the week was like, hey, Jason, do you have any regrets? Like what regrets do you have coaching? I remember something was like, the only real regret I have coaching was saying jokes (laughs) that my coaches said to me that I thought were funny, but they were only funny in the early 2000s and they're not so funny in 2020 or the 2020s, right? And just being like, I didn't really like think about that. It was funny at the time, not funny anymore, not as funny anymore. So like, you know, and he said like some things, what do you actually say? Uh, But he said it, he said it correctly, right? Some things uh, don't translate from one generation to the next. And that is, again, so true. It's weird how things have just changed and it's a different dynamic. When I ran into coaches, some coaches I ran into were talking about like, what's it like to be a coach now? And I ran into one of my old coaches and he was like, yeah, it's so different from when I coached you before I just had to coach you. I was just your coach and I had to tell you how to, you know, point your toes and do a stun, do the tumbling pass. And he's like, now I'm a therapist and a psychiatrist and a counselor and, you know, a mediator and a coach, right? And a coach is like the last thing I do now. And so it's crazy how different it is. And even in my short span of coaching, right? In the grand scheme of things, it's crazy how much different of a coach I have to be now than than what I was 10, 15 years ago, right? When 10, 15 years ago, I was lighting these kids up. And it's funny, Taco, who I coached at PCM when she was, you know, young, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Then Taco came to American. Taco coaches for us now. Taco is, you know, early 20s now. So I've known Taco for a minute. <laughs> and Taco always gives me an Ashley crap. She's like, you guys are so soft. You guys would never let that slide. You know, back when I was cheering, I'm like, That's- you're very right, Taco. We would have lit you up, girl. So, but you know, it's just funny how, um, yeah, you just can't, you can't coach the same way your coach is coached. And for coaches who've been in it in a while, you can't coach the kids the same today as you did yesterday, you know, in five years from now, I'm going to have to be a different coach then than I am now. Cause the, you know, society is always changing and, you know, what's acceptable today doesn't mean it's going to be acceptable tomorrow. So as a coach, we, we, we really have got to be malleable and, and, you know, adjust to the types of kids and personalities and temperaments that we have in front of us. Believe me, I want to coach one way. I want to coach one way. And that way is my way or the highway. That's how I want to coach. Do it or get out, kid. But the reality is I can't coach with only, you know, one pitch, you know, like I've got to have a fastball and a change up and a slider and a curveball, right? I've got to have multiple tools because if your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. So we, we spit in bars today. Claire. Claire's like, dude, he's this is a good stuff. Claire's about to cut that up. I'm about to go viral on TikTok. Not on TikTok. On TikTok. I'm posting on TikTok again. Follow us on TikTok because I stopped posting there. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok and on Facebook. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> B, you got anything for us? I think it, you can relate to that as parents too, you know? You know, you always hear the saying of like, well, my parents raised me like this and I turned out just fine. And things nowadays are so changing every day. So I really relate to that. You probably personally don't know. And there's very few people that listen to this that are even going to know. My biological mom was not around when I was growing up. So my dad raised me and she was really in and out of our lives. 
my sister still has a great relationship with her, but I have no contact, no nothing. And just the things that she did when I was growing up, I told myself I will never be like that when I have children. And if my dad still has this paper from when I was in like kindergarten or first grade and it said like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote a good mommy and he still has it hanging on his fridge. So as a mom of girls, which I don't have boys, so I don't know the difference, but you know, I'm a female, my girls are female. So raising them, I wanted to do things totally different than what my biological mom did and be there for them more than she was for me. And there's a there's just a lot of things I feel like with adults that you're like, well, my parents did this this way, you know, so you kind of do it the opposite way. And I don't know, you, you're just it's always you're always wanting to better yourself. You're always wanting to better things for your children. You, you know, want to break the cycle. You want to just do things differently. So I feel like you can't raise children nowadays the way I was raised or you were raised. So I feel like it goes both ways for coaches and for parents. You have to do things mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. So yeah. I feel you. Good stuff, B. Good stuff, B. Uh, what we got coming up on the show? We got the coach's comment. We got the question of the week. Question of the week? We have question of the week? Yeah, coach's comment, question of the week. Yeah. We might do cheer to Z. Who knows? Who knows when we're getting to the show? B, we've got Indianapolis coming up. B, it's going to be cold. Oh, <laughs> I've been watching the weather. What's the weather say? Because I even looked. I'm too scared. I looked at it this morning. Well, one of the moms posted last night that it was going to be like snowing and raining. It depends on what day you get there. Snowing and raining? Well, it was it was raining that turns to snow, you know, that that one day was raining, the other day was snow. It's going to be like 20 to 40 degrees, basically. And if they get a snowstorm before we get there. This sounds yeah. great. You know, funny thing, Ryan got all of his snowboarding gear out, his snowboarding jacket, his snowboarding gloves. I don't even know if he's going to take his snowboarding pants. I mean, we're not going snowboarding, but it will be cold. I will tell you this. I am prepared for the cold weather. <laughs> I might wear Uggs. If you see me in Uggs, game over. Just know Uh, that. Well, I... I hope that your Uggs have like the actual soles on them instead of like the common ones because you always like slip in those. I'm not walking outside, B. I'm staying inside the whole time. I'm not going anywhere. Do you still think it's a great idea to go to Indy in the when it's going to be freezing? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm really excited for it. I want to see. I'm excited to go to the majors. I'm excited to compete against teams we don't normally mm-hmm. see. So I'm excited for the event. I'm ex- I'm really am excited for the event. I'm not so excited for the city. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, dude, we're going to Nashville. I can't wait to go to Nashville, mm-hmm. right? Or we're going to, da- I can't wait to go to Dallas. You know, I can't wait to go to Jam Fest. <laughs> I could, we'll see about Indianapolis. But who knows? We might have a blast and and we'll see. I, I, I really do look forward to the competition. But for everyone else who's not, or even if you are going to Indianapolis, we got video reviews. We've got cleaning your routine course. So if you want to get your team ready for Indianapolis, UCA All-Star, UCA High School Nationals, whatever the NCA college, national, whatever the case may be. We got video reviews that you could send to me. You'd send me a video of your routine. I'll send you a video back of your routine of what you should fix and how you should fix it. And then we've got the cleaning your routine courses. Actually, you can actually do a combo. You get the course and a video review. You you bundle and save, you know, like what is that? <laughs> Allstate or what's Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. What's his uh his insurance company? Well, they don't sponsor the show, so I ain't giving him a shout out. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna get to a break, and when we come back, we're talking about I don't know something. So let's get to a break. Is your gym heading to the All Star Worlds this year? If so, you've got to check out the Next Generation Gym Owners One Day Business Builder Conference in Orlando on April twenty second. This conference offers business education for all-star gym owners from the best business experts in the industry, Next Gen, and is perfect for owners looking to grow their gyms. Learn more at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. And we are back. Guys, we're hopping to this coach's comment right here. And this thing is, it's kind of juicy. It's kind of gossipy. Like, I was like, ooh, this is, this is a little mm-hmm. tea-ish, right? You know, coach's comment. Coaches got things to say. And I'm going to comment on what those things say. So this coach had a little bit to say. So B, let us know um, what's going on with this coach. All right. Are you ready for the tea? I'm ready. I am a high-level tumbling coach and the cheer director of my program, went behind my back and has convinced some of my level three athletes to start throwing layouts on the trampoline. That is 
10,000% not okay with me as I'm very technique-based and would have preferred to drill the layout after they went through the proper tumbling progressions. They only have a running tuck, no standing tuck, hand tuck, etc. The athletes have completely turned disrespectful towards me because they think I am holding them back. Now, how do I fix this? I wish I could say go to her class then, but she can't spot beyond level two. It's starting to make me resent my job, and I have never felt this way at a gym before. Ooh, (laughs) they're pissed. (laughs) They're they're mad, mad. They're big mad right now. All right, so we have a coach. I think they said they are the they're a high level tumbling coach. Their cheer director mm-hmm. was telling athletes, "Hey, you guys should start working on layouts." But the the tumbling coach is pissed. Like, man, these kids can only do tucks. I don't have any of the progressions, and now they resent me because you're telling them to work at this level. I don't think they should be working there yet. And so now they're looking at me like I'm Boo Boo the fool, and I want to <laughs> say, "Go take her class, then." But she can't spot a lick, and so now we all messed up right here. So what do I do? Yeah, so I, I feel like this is pretty common maybe not to this extreme but i feel like this is at the end of the day what we're looking at is just a conflict of perspectives on coaching styles now this is very true ashley and i did not get along when we first started coaching with each other we had two totally different perspectives when it came to coaching all-star cheerleading i was coming from college cheerleading so i was like fully ingrained in college cheerleading and like how that world ran when I came over to all-star cheerleading. Ashley had been coaching all-star for, you know, she grew up in all-stars, was coaching all-stars for a long time, then came over to PCM and that's where we met. And so I had a totally different perspective on how you should run a team or put a team, not put a team together, but how you should um, put a routine together and the skill sets we should be doing in a routine uh, versus her perspective on how you should put a routine together. Now I will say, this. Ashley was 100% right. I was 100% wrong. But we had a conflict on how we should put together the routine. And that conflict led me to go to my boss. And I was like, yo, Kelly, I can't work with this lady. Not her. Anyone but her. And little did I know, she was doing the same thing behind my back. She's going to Kelly's office. I can't work with this guy. He don't know what he's talking about, right? So we're mad at each other. But Kelly's told us to suck it up. She said, Jason, figure it out. Stop complaining. And I was like, all right, so I guess I'll figure it out. But we eventually got on the same page. But I feel like a lot of this happens in a lot of places where people just don't have the same vision or perspective or um, ideologies when it comes to how a team or the program should be ran. So that's why it's important to have one open communication with your other coaches. So whether you are a director or if you just coach with another coach, having open communication on expectations for the team and for the program and for the season. Now, me, I'm I'm the director at the gym, right? And so, you know, at any time I could say like, oh, we're going to do it this way because this is the way we're going to do it. But I do really try to hear the perspectives of our other coaches and go, okay, let's consider that. Or, and I try to make sure they understand my perspective too on why I feel we should or shouldn't do anything. So it's not just me making decisions, you know, unilateral decisions without anyone else's input. And they just have to kind of blindly trust me. This happened. This is like been a running joke on the um, pod, but a parent was like, Brittany always agrees with Jason. And I don't think, and you know, we talked about this. I was like, well, B's not agreeing with me just for the sake of agreeing with me. It's because I explain my perspective. And then she goes, oh, that, that makes sense. Right. And I try to do the same thing with our coaches. They aren't just agreeing with me to agree with me, or at least I feel they aren't trying to agree with me just to agree with me. It's that I I try my best to explain my perspective on what I see and what I feel. And then they can go, ah, that makes sense. And if they have a, a change or a, a different perspective, they share their perspective with me. And I've always tried as a coach to make sure that we make a decision together as a team. I never, I never want me to make a decision or for the other coach to make a decision that we didn't agree upon. Because what happens is if that ends up being the wrong decision, then there's one coach who looks down at the other coach and goes, I told you we should have done it that way. And I always want, if it's the wrong decision, that we go, man, we made the wrong decision together as 
a team, but it is what it is. It's what we made together as a team instead of pitting ourselves against each other. Even if it's wrong, wrong decision, I would rather us make the decision wrong together as a team than one of us just go, well, we're going to do it this way, but that's not really how I want to do it, right? Like that just creates dissension between your staff. And so one, open communication with your coach, being on the same page. And when you agree to something, we're agreeing to do this together. In this specific situation, well, before I move on, is there anything you wanted to say to that or no? No. Okay. Now in this specific situation, this sounds like you need to have conversation with the cheer director that you guys really need to get on the same page as far as progressions are concerned, right? Because it sounds like if I'm reading between the lines that you guys haven't agreed on prerequisites for what it takes to start working on layouts because then you can, it's just an easy conversation. Hey, I saw Susie. Now it sounds like her prerequisites are like a standing tuck and a two to tuck or, or sorry, a standing tuck and a handspring tuck, right? Not sure what et cetera is, but she at least said these kids don't have a standing tuck and they don't have a standing handspring tuck. So let's just take that as her prerequisites for a layout. If you agree about those prerequisites as a coach, real quick, shout out to my mom who taught me with the word prerequisites. That's a big word. I remember my mom was in college. True story. My mom listens to the pods. I got to let her know. She had an impact. I remember my mom was in college and my mom said, pre. she didn't say prerequisites. She said prereq. So, oh, these are my prereqs. And I'm like, but what's a prereq, mom? She told all these classes you have to take before you take these classes. Like, oh man, young Jason. I still remember that. Every time I say that word, I think of my mom. But if you as coaches have agreed on the prereqs for for the skill, then all you have to do is go, hey, cheer director Susie, I saw that Rebecca was working on her layouts, but I don't think she has her standing tuck and her standing handspring tuck yet. And then the coach can then say, or the cheer director can then say, oh, you know what? you're right. She doesn't have these skills or she can give you some other excuse of why, you know, why she feels like she's able to work layouts and, oh, well, you know, she's able to do a tuck all the way onto her, you know, onto five stack panel mats. I thought she'd be okay doing layouts by now or whatever, but at least you guys can have that conversation. But it seems like at the end of the day or at the beginning, foundationally, that you guys haven't, uh, you guys haven't agreed upon what the rules are in your gym to move on to the next level and that you guys need to sit down and really talk about those um, specific thing. But the point is, I really encourage coaches to get on the same page as far as what the necessary skills are, the prerequisite skills are to start throwing new skills that will keep everyone, You'll have, I'm telling you, I'll have significantly less arguments by uh, doing that. So yeah. Anyway, B, is there anything you want to add on to that? No, I'm good. Dude, I'm trying to think. We should, uh, we got question of the week and we got cheer A to Z. We're going to do whatever you want to do, B. We got question of the week. We got cheer A to Z. Question of the week. She wants to do question of the week. All right, here we go. We're going to get to a break. When we come back, we got the sounds like that question of the week. Owners, we've got something new for you. Here's the thing. You're looking for a way to create a program that's both profitable for you and affordable for your gym families, right? Well, here we go. My good friend, Danielle Johnston, one of the owners at Next Generation Gym Owners and the owner of Twister Sports in Warrensburg, Missouri, has decided to put all of her wisdom into one book. What's the name of the book, you may ask? The Cheer Gym Owners Handbook. The number one book in the entire all-star industry in helping you build your program. This book is packed with actionable advice and practice strategies to teach you marketing, staffing, finances, systems, and delegation. New year, new gym. Pick up your copy today available on Amazon and Kindle. Link in the show notes. And we are back. Guys, Let's get into our, we have the question of the week, the sounds like that question of the week. I remember thinking about doing it and then not doing it. What are we Pop doing, up. Jason? I was going to put the music on to play clips from the music on the show. Oh. So like people could hear the hot fire music. And so I know I keep saying it and I had it in my notes to do and didn't do it. And so here we are, awkward. I just got to say, sounds like that dot com. Let them know that the Let's Talk Cheer podcast sent you hot fire music. No one has better music than American Cheer. Truth. Um, Thanks to sound like that. So anyway, B, hit us up with that sounds like that question of the week. Okay. Question of the week is, 
This week, you all spoke on your comp where the gyms could choose between the USASF and United score sheets. Is there a big difference between them? Like, would the routine need to look different difficulty-wise and number of athletes doing the skills based on the score sheet differences? I chose this one because I am interested to hear what you have to say. This We talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, so if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. Yeah, it was about two episodes ago, probably. Something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think as far as looking at the routine, you wouldn't really be able to tell a difference between the routines if you're just a spectator in the crowd. As a coach, unless you're like really looking, looking for it, it's not like you're going to see like a huge difference in the routines, USASF versus United. The USASF, and we're not doing USASF, so I don't, I'm not super well versed on it because we don't have any teams that compete on it and and I don't need to study it. So, you know, I know some general things, but my information is probably not going to be a thousand percent accurate here. I mean, my United score sheet's not even a thousand percent accurate. So, it def- and I compete on that score sheet. So, here we go. Well, memorized, you know, it's written down somewhere. I just look it up when I need something. But the USASF, the, the score sheet, the number, the ranges are a lot more open. So, on United... Again, I don't have the numbers memorized, but it's something like if you do, or for every elite level appropriate skill you do up to four, you're going to get an additional point two. So there's only eight tenths that are really being decided there, right? And so, and everyone, and because they tell you what to do on the score sheet, everyone's going to get the, those eight tenths if they put together their team correctly, right? So as long as you do four elite level appropriate skills, you are going to get that those eight tenths, right? So for Junior Blue, the Twins' team, they do an express up, so a switch up to heel stretch from the ground. They do a belly tick-tock. They go low to high, so they go low lib, tick-tock to stretch at the prep level. They do a half around heel stretch, and then they do a half around tick-tock. They do to heel stretch. They do those four skills, and they're automatically going to get the point eight, and all the other junior level twos are going to get point eight, and we're all basically going to have the same score. On the USASF score sheet, the range is a lot bigger, and the judges actually decide what your score is going to be. They look at it and go, you know, on a scale of one to 10, I don't think it's one. It's I think it's like 12 to 20. On a scale of 12 to 20, I think that was about an 18 out of 20, right? And that's what they do. However, to get into range, they do. the USASF does require you to do certain stunts in each level. So level two, you have to do an extended uh, stunt, a two-legged stunt, right? So like a straight up QP or a straight up extension, right? If you don't do a straight up extension, then you can't get into range, right? And they just say that, hey, you can do whatever stunts you want. However, one of those stunts has to be an extended two leg stunt, right? And if you don't do it, then you're not in range, no matter how hard your stunts are. And they do that. And there's like stunts like that sprinkled out throughout all the levels. In level three, you have to do a full basket, a full twisting basket, right? So there's a variation or there's a plethora of level three baskets. You can do a toe touch, or a pipe, or a pretty girl, or a kick, or a fold down, right? All these are level three, level uh, appropriate baskets. But the USASS specifically says you need to do a full basket in order to qualify for the high range. If you don't do a full basket, then no matter what you do throughout the rest of the routine, you're not going to qualify. Actually, and then I think they all have cradle requirements as well. And so that's, so the big difference is they have, they name specific stunts or tumbling I don't think they name tumbling passes, but they name specific stunts and baskets that you have to do to qualify for the range. And then the, again, the range is a lot bigger. So again, they're saying that you have to, in order to get, if you get into the high range, you're going to score anywhere between a 12 and a 20, right? And that's a really big range because they are utilizing tents as well. So you can get a 12.1 or you can get a 19.9, right? And the United score sheet, they're usually just utilizing the tents. And so the scores are a lot more compacted or should be a lot more compacted on the United score sheet versus the USASF score sheet. I think that the USASF score sheet, if you have built your routine to hit those certain ranges to, is you know, you do your extension and you do your full
full down or whatever, you know, thing is they say. I think that the USAFF score sheet will most likely produce who the true winner is at each competition. That is a more reflection on who the better, well, I don't say the true winner, who the better team is at each competition. I don't think it's always like that for the United score sheet because the scores are so tight. Not really because the scores are so tight, partially because the scores are so tight, but because there's not a separation in skills really as far as points. An express up to heel stretch, we'll just say level three. An express up to heel stretch to prep is a pretty basic level three stunt. It's probably the first level three stunt these kids learn or elite level appropriate skill the kids learn. That is the same as doing a full up to the top, right? And I think when you ask the kids or any coach or just by watching it as a parent, everyone would go a full up to the top is a lot harder than an express up to heel stretch. But on the USASF or sorry, on the United score sheet, they're going to get scored the same exact way. And on the USASF score sheet, the judges would make, you know, would award those things differently just based on like, no, well, they're, they're two different skills and should be awarded differently. So now I think everyone's asking now, if I were a parent, I'd be asking, well, then why aren't we on the USAFF score sheet? If, if that is the one that's going to produce is that it's really going to determine who the best team was that day because coaches complain and parents complain and everyone complains about their scores week in and week out. And varsity in the industry was tired of hearing everyone complain about why they didn't win and why their score was inconsistent and why I scored a 8.7 last week. And now I'm scoring an 8.5 and I scored a 9.0 at this competition why I did this and so I think they were just fed up with everyone complaining and at that time there was a big push in the industry to have a code of points and so I think they just threw their hands up and said alright we're sick of it go tumble with her she can't even spot a back handspring and so I think they were just tired of it and said alright well, well we'll do this and you guys are all going to get this score and I guarantee they get a lot less emails about judges complaints because you already know what your score is going to be heading into each competition you know there you go B what you got any questions as a parent what do I need to clear up I think you clarified it I will say I hope that we don't go to a competition again like that lets you choose which one you want to go to after like thinking about it for some time but then again they're gonna do what they want to do so we just gotta roll with it I still think you know this score sheet's coolish I guess I really liked the year before we switched the code of points that really was my favorite score sheet I really thought it was the best the best version of the score sheet we had had but you know this one it does make it significantly easier to get all of your points but you know I don't want to get into this whole thing it, it does make it significantly easier to get all your points that is for sure the problem okay. is you can't separate from anyone which is good and bad if your team isn't that talented then you're able to stay closer to the more talented teams and just kind of smoke and mirrors and and kind of get your way closer to them the bad part is if you're a good team you can't separate from you can't separate from the other team so it's like really hard to create separate and so now I remember before thinking oh we're gonna mop these guys up like I would know that as a coach oh there's no way we can they can touch us now because of the way the score sheet is designed i know that we don't have anything to fall back on right if that if the if, a t- if two teams hit and they hit pretty good routines they're going to compete with each other they really if two teams hit they're going to compete against each other when before it was you could just go like you could hit a routine and just as long as we hit we're going to win and teams to say that all the time if we hit we're going to win and now that's not even a promise anymore because you can't separate yourself from the other teams. All the scores are so compacted. Like there's barely any scores that separate you. So, you know, no matter how good you you as a parent think a team is, you know, if you have a decent team, you know, teams are going to, Teams are going to compete. Now, some teams are just like ridiculously, ridiculously good and they just execute beyond everyone's business. But for the most part, teams can compete against each other. So anyway, I guess that's about it. Anything else we need to talk about, need to cover? I don't think so. I mean, we've said it already, but I'm looking forward to Indy. Yeah, that was the sounds like that question of the week. Boom. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. For those of you guys going to GSSA, sorry, sorry we won't be there. Um, we'll be <laughs> we'll be in Indianapolis. We'll miss you. Go to Luigi's. Tell tell Mr. Luigi I said hi. Yeah. All right, guys. 
Five, six, seven, eight. We're, We're out. out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody. Kristen here. We know that you love cheer. So why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parent's perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.